welcome back to Figured Out uh, Women's Bodybuilding Breakdown. Um, I'm Abby Kay, and this is Anna O'Neill. Nice to see you again. <laughs> it's been a little while. We took a little hiatus from the podcast. Some, you know, life going on. Um, and but we're happy to be back, and we're ready to go full steam into fall. We have the Arnold coming up. Uh, and obviously the Olympia coming up and we're really excited to just dive right in with our analysis, our predictions, get excited, get hyped. So anyway. Yeah, let's do it. So a lot of stuff has happened since uh, since our last podcast and um, oh, there's been some drama. <laughs> there's been a lot of drama. A little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um What's funny, we, sorry, we've been away for so long. We actually recorded a podcast with our thoughts about some of the drama that's been happening. And then we sat on it for a while because we're both big thinkers uh, and we wanted to make sure we wanted to post it. Now it's been so long. I think a lot of it has blown over. I think a lot of expert opinions have been thrown out there. I don't think that there's really much more that needs to be said. Um, and I think that we're just happy to be here uh, diving into just the sport itself um and doing the breakdowns like we have been for you guys so we're gonna we're gonna just move right along skate all over it over all that shit and just go right for it so just get back down to what we love which is the actual bodybuilding part of yeah. it so let's talk yeah. about some physiques cool so okay two big shows have happened recently one of them slightly bigger than the other one because it's the rising phoenix and um technically the rising phoenix arizona pro it's the full name um and then that one is a really big one um because they have the huge women's bodybuilding um prizes and it's for a long time it was the replacement of the olympia for um for women's bodybuilding when women's bodybuilding wasn't in the olympia um, <laughs> got unceremoniously dumped from the olympia this became like the big show or one of the biggest shows um so so that's kind of an important one that we're going to talk about uh but we also are going to talk about another really great show it's uh the linda murray savannah pro yes. often just called the savannah pro so we have our two winners up here on the screen Oh, and also we have a special guest coming onto the episode in a little bit. So uh, we're really excited to introduce who our special guest is and have her join in on the conversation. So yes. more on that soon. So I actually, I'm going to show you both the winners from both of these competitions. Ah, gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. So on the right, we have Nicole Zenobia. Graham, I believe is her full name. She's mm -hmm. kind of been, um, kind of been, I feel like winning more and more in the last like two years. So yeah, yes, um, we've seen her in the top five frequently, and she's been to the O. Yep. So, she yeah. has a really beautiful physique. Oh God, gorgeous shape, yeah. absolutely insane. Um, almost cartoon proportions. It's it's very nice. Yeah, I really like. Um, I really like how capped her shoulders look. I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of her physique because yeah. she doesn't have like a super dramatic taper as far as like if you compared her to other women on the O stage. Yeah, yeah that's true. Compared to amateurs and some other pros, she's got a crazy taper. But compared to, you know, the the top top, which is where she's headed, yeah. um, I feel like her shoulders are really the the ticket for her here. They're really the, they the, main, the main element to her upper body that makes it so dramatic. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a very good point. Now that I look, I see you're very, very right about that. The shoulder roundness just adds almost an illusion of a much wider taper. Hey, uh, Hunter's here, I think. Connect. Oh, we've got our guest. In a second. So while she's still joining, um, we have kind of a newbie here on the left. Uh, Anna, uh, you were mentioning her earlier. Yes, Sarah Gibson. Um, I believe my trivia, you know, doesn't fail me here. I believe she won USA overall figure last year. Um, and I remember seeing that show uh, shortly after I competed myself and I was like, wow, she looks amazing. That's goals. Um, and then I said to Dennis, um, my boyfriend, I, I think I was like, she's gonna do really well in the pro league. And here she is winning her first pro show, which is absolutely incredible. She's punched her ticket. Um, I just think she has such a nice flow to her physique. It's, it's really beautiful, very feminine as well. All right, so now that we've done that, we can introduce our guest. Hey, Hunter. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You got to eat. I think we all understand that. And anyone who's listening who knows bodybuilding, knows <laughs> it's a priority. Yeah. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. I have to admit, I, I kind of feel like I know you a little bit because of Instagram and because of uh, Ryan. <laughs> I love you. Good to you. So um, our guest today, for anybody who's listening or watching and doesn't know already, our guest is Hunter Henderson. We're really excited to have her uh, join uh, the podcast today. And tell us a little bit about yourself, Hunter. Uh, yeah, so I'm 26 years old. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I've been a power lifter for about three years. And then maybe about three months ago, I decided to switch to bodybuilding. Um, so currently within powerlifting, I'm ranked number two in the world. Um, and then with bodybuilding, just kind of went for it there. Uh, got my pro card, competed at the Tampa Pro, got second. So Impressive. one heck of a year for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one hell of a year. And um, I was going to say, it's not only your, uh, you know, your pro debut, but it's also just your, your mm -hmm. bodybuilding debut, debut in general. So I'm really yeah. curious, what made you decide to hop into bodybuilding? Uh, so for powerlifting, I actually, so normally for powerlifting in the off season, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I sit at about 185, 180, 185. So I compete though in the 165s. So I cut down for that. And I just kind of saw how my body was kind of getting in shape for powerlifting and uh, talked to Matt and I was like, hey, I think I can do a bodybuilding show. And I was like, what do you think about that? And he, he was all for it, all for it. So just kind of, just on a whim, just kind of went for it. Yeah. So cool. That is really yeah. cool. I I have so many questions related to like how you're going to blend powerlifting and bodybuilding together because, you know, I, I see a lot of people in powerlifting who like think that they can just jump into bodybuilding, but man, you are kind of one of a kind. <laughs> and I, I love that people are interested in bodybuilding, obviously, because I want more people to be hyped about it. But, you know, I, I think that people don't realize that you're sort of like, like a comet. You're like a shooting star. You know, you're not. It's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's a completely different lifestyle for one mm -hmm. you know 
powerlifting. You don't get up early for cardio. Oh, you don't. You know, you don't do that stuff. Um, I don't know. I just kind of. I made a goal with myself that I. I wanted to, you know, prove that this could be done. You know, someone could be the best at both. So how do you feel after your first year? Because obviously, you know, you had a great year, but I'm, I'm curious what your plans are for 2022. Like, is it a powerlifting focus or a bodybuilding focus? So the plan for this year, we were shooting for Olympia. Obviously, um, that did not happen. Um, so right now, there's an off season. I actually will go back into meat prep end of October for powerlifting. So I'm going to flip back over. Um, I have a meet in Miami in January. And then I plan to do another powerlifting meet in April. And then I'll get back to Okay, cool. I'll let you've seen yourself on stage. And, you know, obviously you did really well. But bodybuilding, one of the cool things about it that, you know, I think is cool anyway, is that you're constantly trying to be so much better than you were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I see people yeah. who are on the Olympia stage and I'm like, what do they do in the off season? Like, what are they working on? So yeah, they're like, done. Depending on who they are, you know, obviously some people I see on stage and I'm like, okay, you've got some work to do, but you know, some yeah. people you don't, you don't see where the improvements need to be made now that you've actually gotten the leanest you could be this year on stage mm -hmm. and seen aesthetically what you look like. What do you think your focus is? Um, so from what I've been told, I need to work on adductors and just, uh, Bigger arms, bigger shoulders. Um, Matt, uh, he was like, you know, for having such a small frame, it's amazing that you can lift what you can. He's like, I would never guess looking at you right now that you could squat 650 pounds. Oh, let's talk about that. Uh, Before I bring up you, why don't you share? Because most of the people listening are bodybuilding focused. So I would love for you to share what your what your stats are, not to get like bro focused on you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So with powerlifting, um my so I've competed raw and I've competed wrapped. Mm -hmm. um, what's the difference for people that don't know? So raw is basically a sleeve that goes over your knee. Um, you typically can't squat as much as you can with compared to wraps. Um, wraps are very, very tight. Um, you can usually squat about 100 to 150 more pounds and over your raw, usually, depending on how good you are with like the technique of them. Wow. Um, so my raw squat uh, is 534. Uh, I think there might be something uh, like there might be something covering your microphone. Your audio keeps getting a little fuzzy every now and then. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's your headphones, maybe. Oh, yeah, your hair, probably. <laughs> Can you move the little mouthpiece closer to your face somehow? See if that'll work. Is that better? Yeah, yeah that's a lot better. There you go. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, so my wrapped squat, I actually set the world record in that, um, is 650 pounds. That's, That's a little impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. 
yeah. not bad. Yeah, not, yeah. not too so, shabby. I mean, not far off from what I do. I'd, I'd take <laughs> it, I guess. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I would. I would kill for that. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I. <laughs> kill Super awesome. Them. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Well, I do have pictures of you pulled up to share with everybody. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I am kind of, I'm like a novice screen sharer. I'm not that great at it. I'm also not great at interviewing people. So. I don't even know how to do you're, that. So. You're better than I would be, Abby. So thank God you, you do that part of this podcast. There we go. There she is. I agree with the adductors. You know, I, yeah. I have some thoughts about your physique because I, I love your let's hear it. Oh, let's do it. Want to hear it? <laughs> I have to say, so I think uh I think like 100 percent adductors and shoulders. I probably should have said all this yeah. before. Yep. Less. But I want to show the money shot real quick because you have one particular body part that honestly will take you really far. And I mean, anybody that sees this will agree. I just gotta get it up on the screen. I'm going to make a complaint real quick about NPC News Online. And the complaint is for a lot of the shows, when you're in women's physique and women's bodybuilding, they only post the um, routine round photos or like your, they don't post. It's very annoying. Like right now I'm looking at your routine when all I want are your quarter turns. Um, it's a first world problem. Okay, here we go. This is your money shot. Let's see. Oh, it's transition shots. Hold on. And you know, it's, it's funny that I don't have great adductors because, you know, I'm a wide squatter. I pull sumo. Um, well, oh, yeah. It's not that you don't have great adductors. It's just that you have a lot of great other things. And I've had this conversation with somebody else before, like someone else who's a really good bodybuilder. You know, it's not that you don't have great legs. It's just that, like, your upper body is so good that, you know what I mean? Like, your upper body is just so good. I can't be <laughs> all... Um, yeah, and also like the powerlifting movements, uh, that you they make your adductors strong, but I, yeah. I honestly think that you have to isolate those little bitches to get them to grow. I swear to God, <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way for me anyway. Yeah, yes. I was I was told to make the adductor machine my best friend this off season. So hell yeah, do do yes. those good girls. <laughs> Uh, I oh, look at that. Yeah, this is your money shot. You have, and these aren't even that great photos because I watched the live stream. You're back. I was there in person. No, so. no. <laughs> what did you say? I was there in person, so yeah. Oh I yeah, you were there in that. person. <laughs> I totally forgot that you were at the show. Yep. How, how do you? What do you think your best? What your best pose is? Yeah, your probably best, the back. Your back. Probably the back. Yeah. It's yeah. All those deadlifts. All those deadlifts, man. So I, I'm curious, um, you know, from a training perspective, I once, when I first started following you like a year ago, I creeped on you a little bit and I went all the way back when you were not quite what you are now. And yeah. you, I noticed that it was like starting from a bodybuilding background before you got into powerlifting, even though you competed. Yeah, so I had like gotten into fitness. I was a gym rat for like two years. I thought I wanted to be a bodybuilder. So I like trained kind of like one, but didn't follow any sort of diet, didn't have a coach, no guidance, no direction. Um, and then <clears throat> I saw a video of a girl. Uh, at that point, I had no idea what powerlifting was. Um, and I was like, oh man, I can do that. 
<laughs> and turns out I was pretty hey, good at it. Turns out I, I, love it. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. But yeah. So I'm curious then for your back, because it is so developed and, and absolutely phenomenal. I'm curious, what do you do other than deadlifting? You know, like you don't just deadlift when you're a powerlifter, you do other stuff. So I'm curious for you, what does that look like? Correct. So a lot of rows, a lot of lap pull downs. Um, like isolated, like unilateral yeah. or straight bar, all of the above? Uh, both, both. Yeah, both. Okay. Interesting. All right. I've, I've been really curious about that because you have such a developed back and obviously I know right. it's pulling some heavy weight, but I was curious what else you did. Is that, um, and, and that's typical with powerlifting training to kind of accessorize with other things to get stronger or, uh, or with no? some coaches with some um, coaches. Okay. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I think it's um, the coach, the smart ones will have you do it. Yeah. It help. You know, if you push your accessories just as hard as you push main work, you know, you know. Yeah. I mean, so it's not. It's interesting. Every coach. Yeah. I used to train at a gym. Like I was a trainer at a gym that also had a CrossFit facility and people would be surprised to see like the CrossFitters doing accessory work in the regular gym. And I was like, it's not, shouldn't be surprising. Like they still have to do isolation yeah. movements, you know, every sport runners have to do isolation weightlifting. Like everybody should be for for whatever the benefit of their sport is yeah. well it just makes that main movement or that main thing better so why yeah. not yeah yeah. Okay. yeah and also by doing your main thing you could could create weaknesses elsewhere that could cause injury and prevent you from doing anything so uh, that's a good point yeah yeah i had so, a rowing coach in college that was all he was like your typical the only thing you can do to get better at rowing is row and i was like we we should be lifting weights. This is ridiculous. Yeah. He would never, he was not about it. <laughs> I bet I would, I bet I would be way faster on the rowing machine now than I was before weightlifting, honestly. Yeah, probably. I'm surprised to hear that from a college coach. That's really surprising. He's old school. <laughs> so you mentioned that you didn't follow any kind of diet prior to this um so what at what point did you start following some form of regimen um it's probably like a year into powerlifting where i got pretty serious with the diet uh because i knew i had to water cut and i wanted to just be better all around uh i hired matt jansen probably about a year ago uh, that just took my strength through the roof. I mean, that made, that was like the 1%, you know, that I needed to just push yeah. me even further. Cause I, you know, I have the strength, I have a great program, like great, you know, everything else is good. I just did supplements, the diet, the food, the water, all that stuff to get in line. And sure. No, yeah. was it different food from what you, cause I know that you had started to pay attention to your diet with Ryan, your coach. Mm -hmm before so yeah. I'm curious was the food a huge change was it more was it just the way that he formatted it for you like a different attention it wasn't a huge change um or just accountability yeah I'd probably say more accountability yeah that's always yeah that's how it is for me too my boy was my first season yeah yeah 
And I mean, I was proud like, of him. Open. I didn't want to let him down, but at the same time, it is different when you have somebody else, you know? Yeah. It's really different. Yeah. Now I have like our best friend doing it, <laughs> but still it is, it's a, it's a change. And the fact that I have to like take pictures, because even as a power lifter, like you would have me check in every week, take pictures. Like I think that helped too, because with Ryan, and this is no offense to him, but it was just like, he gave me the diet and, you know, I just went and it was kind of open, free to interpretation. I could add this in with, whereas with Matt, it's like, hey, you're eating this many grams of this and this many grams of this. And yeah. Yeah. I had had a similar experience myself. I'm just like an epiphany when I went on a strict meal plan. Cause like macros totally work. Don't get me wrong, but I personally will cheat myself and lie to myself when it comes to macros. So meal plan all the way. I think for, for normal people, for people that don't have an oh, elite totally. goal, yeah, it matters. That don't need to get some single digit body fat, like yeah, not. no, <laughs> no, yeah. it's not an effective, an effective method for. Although I know there are some people who will still disagree with that, but I definitely think it's different when you're like, let's say, and this is I, I say this in a kind way, when you're like a bikini competitor, because I do know there are olympian bikini competitors that, that follow a macro plan all the way to the olympia but it i think they don't cheat wow. themselves well I, not only that but it's a it I, is a little different when you're trying to get to the level of shreddedness for figure bodybuilding physique sure. you yeah. don't get as lean in, in, in bikini it's not yeah. they don't have as much muscle to hold on to you know it's just a little yeah. different so i think for when sure. you get into the more muscular divisions you can't really do that anymore yes yeah my opinion yeah. But, 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 I, agree. I actually had a specific question for you that my boyfriend wanted me to ask you because he was saying to me today, uh, you know, ask her if she had this because I forget often that she's brand new to competing. Like he feels yeah. like he's been competing for a while. So he wanted to ask me if you got post-show blues after Tampa. Not, not really, no. Because I pretty much came off of Tampa and I had already kind of decided I was yeah I was like already um going to be the pilot and I already had that idea going so I was like all right like off season um and you know four four competitions in a year is a lot mm-hmm. I was not it was nice to relax you're ready <laughs> yeah as much as I would have killed to be on the olympia stage if i would have won tampa it was also not yeah circumstantial no i like that your attitude is like to be happy about wherever you are yeah i mean i'm sure you're you're not perfect you're human but to have that adaptive attitude i I feel like is is better uh i i don't normally get like post meet blues or post show blues that doesn't really i've never really understood that yeah I think, I think it's maybe, and this is just me projecting, I think it's a difference of, you know, some people don't stack goals. Yeah. I mean, and when you stack goals or you always have something that you're working toward, it makes it like a little bit easier to leave stuff behind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or goals in a different area. Like you have two sports, you have a career, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess this year it was a lot easier for me because I decided to take my off season like just as seriously as a prep. So it wasn't as hard mm-hmm. coming out of prep because I still have something to work hard on. I think that's yeah. where post show blues come in is when you feel that like lost. What yeah. now feeling? The what now feeling. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you both turned pro this year. Sheesh. Oh, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, Anna turned pro in, in figure at Universe, so. Wonderful. Yeah. And she's been at it for, for a while too, so. Yeah, yeah, I had the opposite experience as you. <laughs> like multiple rounds, like close every time, like, uh, <laughs> frustrating, but. Okay, so I've, I've seen a couple people where it's like, man, they've been doing all these competitions and it's they're this freaking close. Yeah. How do you keep your mental game? My what? How do you like keep the mental game? Yeah. Uh, Did you ever like get discouraged? Yes. There was a time, and I think I even texted Abby about this. I was like, I'm pretty sure the judges just don't like me. There's something about my face. They don't like me. Like, I mean, like I would go, I would go there with it. Like I was like, why? Can't? Cause I, yeah. I had, I had two or three shows where I was one spot away from turning pro and then I was getting like really frustrated. I was like, this is, this sucks. Um, yeah. but I think for me, I decided to just understand that bodybuilding you're going to have super low lows and you're going to have super high highs and it's a subjective sport. So at the end of the day, yeah. a couple human beings sitting on that table, like deciding whether they like your physique better than someone else's and everyone's built so freaking differently. Like, even though we're all yeah. shredded and muscular, our structures are so different and like, you're just going to have good and bad days. And I just accepted that at some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's, I think for me, I really, I don't think I've ever liked my body as much as I like it when I'm like, since starting bodybuilding. And I don't just mean like shredded, but you know, full year round, really yeah. appreciating my body way more than I ever did when I was younger. I remember I used to hate like having big legs or a big, like a big frame. I feel like I was always kind of a bigger girl. And, um, you know, I, I, for a lot of people have an experience where I feel like bodybuilding might make them more have a heightened awareness of, you know, the negative aspects of their body, of their body. But for me, it's had yeah. a complete opposite effect. Like yeah. I love myself yeah. like so much. I love being big. I love having muscles. I love moving heavy weight, love yeah. being shredded, love being thick. Like I really do love all seasons of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, so but I Yeah. It's something bigger than competing even. Yeah. Like mental game. Yeah. Well, I do wonder about, um, you know, there, there are people who have a, such a negative relationship with food and their body after bodybuilding or, you know, they do a show or they do even do a few shows and it, it turns into this really negative spiral. I'm not really sure. Uh, I've seen it happen, but I've also seen people cure their eating disorders by focusing on being strong and, and making gains. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't think the sport itself could be blamed no. one way or the other. No, it's super yeah, I, would, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's, it's individual based and you know, how their mental health is and mm -hmm. you know, their relationship with themselves. I yeah. don't think it's a sport that. I mean, I think it's given me some issues, but it's also given me a lot more positives than negatives. Yeah. If that's oh, fair. I've seen both sides of it. <laughs> so, <probably. laughs> I had like come home, you know, and there's one night I had like two PDX cookies and I literally got so, I felt so freaking guilty. And I texted Matt right away and I was like, hey, I ate these cookies. I'm so sorry. 
And I was like, <laughs> I, he, I like took a second and he was like, Hunter, he's like, you just competed four times in a year. He's like, you're human. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's such a good story. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I feel like we've all had okay. one of those moments. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it, it did. It did make me feel like a little funny at first, like coming out of the shows. But now I'm like, heck yeah, I'm thick again. I love it. Look yeah. Like lifting heavier weight. Like, yeah. It's just an adjustment to like the new goal. Okay. Now Ooh. the goal is to be not shredded. Like if you have to totally do a 180 in your brain. It's hard. And appreciate the thick, like what gets thick to like, maybe you have a booty, maybe you have boobs again. <laughs> like, Can we talk about this? Yeah. Because I did not realize that it would be this way. I like. So flat. <laughs> but. Gone. <laughs> yeah, literally gone. It had, like gone. And then now it's like bigger than it was before. Yep. That's a perk. It's that rebound booty. I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I was like in the shower every and I like grabbed every my year butt. it'll get better. Every year it'll get better. I swear <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised. I didn't know it would be like this. Were you a little disappointed in prep when you didn't have a booty? I know that you were super goal oriented and you win, 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 win. But like, I get a little disappointed. I when, when I'm wearing a pair of pants and I don't have a booty. Yeah. Oh, I do. But, I mean, winning in the tanning bed and it'd be like bone on freaking thing and God. like no cushion. I'm like, what the hell? I hate that shit. So you, uh, you know, we've talked about all like the, the, I'm going to say like the deeper bro stuff about bodybuilding, but how did you appreciate like the girly parts? Like oh. the tanning and the makeup and the hair and the suit. I love it. You know, it is expensive. It is very expensive, but it's also like a part of the experience. And I, freaking love it oh I love it so for powerlifting I would actually like I'll like go and get my hair done I've never gotten my makeup done but I might do that now um yeah love it well exactly exactly yes I absolutely love it love it I love hearing that I like the girly aspect of it too and I think you know because we never do it I feel like I don't know I'm speaking for myself but like no I'm with you I don't yeah. yeah, I shampoo my hair always looks like this, like day four. So like I actually wash my hair yes, I wash it once a week, so that's why it's down. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. But you know, I like the like the the sort of fighting nature of like this super muscular woman kind of like defying normalcy with all the makeup and stuff. Do you know I what I mean? It's great. Like, like yeah. muscle. I love it. It, we're muscle barbies we get to be muscle barbies for a day it's great i love it <laughs> you ever get any like negative feedback about how muscular you are like a normal Ooh. life yeah yeah, yeah. well uh so it's always online no one i've always had positive interactions face to face um yeah. nobody would dare you know people are always like oh that's so cool it's <laughs> yeah. so awesome um but yeah online people get kind of nasty but it's oh. fine um, I mean, I see, I see the online stuff. I follow this one, and Anna, you follow them too. I don't know if you do, Hunter, but uh, you look like a man. Oh uh, yeah, I love that page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me like, so sad. I'm like, I'm like, wow. Why do I follow this page? But yeah, it's important. It's important. Right. Yeah. Nate just came home. Hi, Nate. Yeah. Hi, Nate. The dogs might go crazy. He says hi. <laughs> 
Sorry to anyone listening. The dogs have been really chill this whole podcast. They haven't made any noise. And normally that's (laughs) that's a complaint we get on the YouTube feed as like the dogs um, barking or something. So they've they've done really well. Well, we've had such a good time having you on, Hunter. And I hope that you come back for another conversation. Yes. Well, so good to meet you. Everybody drop a comment if you liked having Hunter on so we can coerce her to come back on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank Thank you so much, Hunter. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Till next time.